Hello and welcome to another edition of Get In The Queue, the podcast. We're talking winners and we've even decided, well I decided, I didn't take any correspondence from anyone else, to talk about a couple of the major topics in racing each week. As I say, good morning, first of all up into the sunny, beautiful Queensland to the money man, Shane Chillier. Good morning, big fella. Yes, good morning, mate. It's uh, beautiful sunny weather here again today. Um, Looking forward to a big weekend of racing. (laughs) <laughs> oh, mate, I tell you what, I, I throw to you with all this bounce and bravado, and then I hear a, a bloke looks like he's just come straight from the funeral home. Oh, look, Can you just, give me, when I come back to you, a little bit more pizzazz? Let's head down to Melbourne. You, mate. <laughs> we'll go down to Melbourne. Four seasons in one day. He'd be happy. Richmond Richmond are in the, the last four of the mm-hmm. AFL. Snowy Bruce Clark, how are you, mate? I'm absolutely outstanding. There's a much a very medium hello there, as Damon Runyon would have given uh, about uh, Shane's. Uh, do you want to start this again? Mate, please, it's uh, 25 degrees in Melbourne today. Sun's shining. Tigers are out. We've got a big day tomorrow at, uh, at, at Caulfield. Can't wait. There's plenty of news about, as, as always, Rich. We seem to be on top of the game there, so plenty happening. Well, right now, let's just, before we get into our tips, and uh, well done to you boys last week, finding a few winners. I was uh, I left, I let the side down badly, Uh Tom Melbourne, I put my faith in Tommy Melbourne, and uh, uh, I tell you what, though, we we went and had a milkshake after the races, Tom and I, and uh, Gigi enjoyed. The I reckon milk. you should call him uh, Tom Sydney now. Can we get him changed there to Tom Sydney? <laughs> no, no, no. Let me tell you, he'll win a good race. He might even win the Epsom. Oh, I never lose faith. The first topic I want to talk about, and I'll come to you, Bruce, about this. Chris Waller announcing this week that Winks will come to Melbourne for the Turnbull, so it'll be three weeks between runs, three weeks into the Cox Plate. The big draw card alongside the Everest on October 14th in the prize money increase for the Craven Plate, she won't be there now, Winks. And, and look, I think Chris Wallace said all the way along, I'll be doing what's best for the mayor, and I think he showed his hand this week that that's the case. Well, look, if, if they get the uh, the feel of the quality of the Colin Stephen quality buttering up in the Craven Plate, wow, won't that be exciting as a butter up on, uh, as, a, as a backup on, uh, on Everest Day? What a... Uh, a, a mighty bunch of B graders going around there, but that's the great news for and and, and brilliantly handled as always by uh, Waller Racing, uh, the owners Debbie and saw them all on the sixty minutes the other night and Hugh, but just the way it was professionally handled, no fanfare, uh, decision made, reasons why, meet the press, get the job done. Uh, Flemington now first crack at wings can uh, can you know, do their planning and uh, should be a f- fantastic uh, day for, for for Melbournians who will go to the races to watch uh, good animals and and and, and good sports. The, the thing is, Bruce, and I'll even ask uh, come to you, Shane. The, last week we uh, Hartnell went around at, at very short odds, but Humidor, wow, wow. There was some uh, outstanding performances, and it was certainly one of them. It was unbelievable the way it attacked the line. Look, I know that um, I know that some people are saying now, well, I'd like to see how Humidor goes against Winks and whatnot, but uh, she's just a different gravy, and I think it's well done by Waller to echo what um, what Snowy just said. Look, the, Mel- the Melbourne crowd will turn out and appreciate the mayor for the great mayor she is, unlike those Sydney fair weather supporters that uh, <laughs> just refuse to get out of, to get off their asses and get to uh, to to watch great sporting events and and great sporting people. So we went to the Olympics, Shane. We went to the Olympics, mate. Give us just give us twenty years to get over that. It's only been seventeen. God, we, we don't get over things. Yeah, well, most of those women from Sydney. <laughs> Uh, Hartnell quickly changed plans. It'll go to Caulfield uh, next Saturday to, to dodge Winks. Yep. But, Will, what a race it's going to be, Humidor Winks. Oh, look, uh, look, put it this way. Um, 
all you know is Humidor now will turn up wherever it goes, if it's against Winks, which it will be next time at the top of its game, and then we'll have a real measure on uh, on, on where things are at with Winks. I, I, I'm absolutely gobsmacked that anyone's doubting how good she's going. She's going better than ever. You don't run, you know, one seven eight the last, you know, 1,200 and if I you're can, going. I can tell you that Hugh Bowman said to Chris, though, I think we need to get to 2,000 metres. Uh, I think if she'd stayed at the mile, she might have been that little bit vulnerable. And the earmuffs will come off. Yes. Well, Flemington's a big place. You don't need earmuffs there. You know, <laughs> yeah, the, noise, uh, the noise will be deafening no matter what happens. But you can see them lining up together here, can't you? Their pattern of racing. And you'd love to see a, 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 a red excitement to some extent in the race because these two will be back in wherever they are in the run. They wouldn't be too far away from each other, you wouldn't think. Well, I can tell you, Red Excitement's had one start at Remick over 2,000 metres and it won the, the Summer Cup by 100 yards. It'll be going to the uh, the increased prize money race called the Craven Plate and uh, will be very hard to beat Red Excitement. I'll come to you, Shane. One topic that caught, that got under my skin in the last 24 hours, Matty McGilvray, who's the leading apprentice. You think he's third on the Brisbane Jockeys title. A huge fan. The stewards have come out and said, now you'll ride this Saturday as a senior rider with no claim. The problem I've got is, for the past 48 hours, punters who subsidise our industry and fund it have been betting for 48 hours on the belief that Matt McGilvray will be claiming a kilo and a half. Trainers and owners have booked Matt McGilvray believing he'll claim a kilo and a half. Why couldn't they wait till Saturday night? It's a bizarre – I'm sure it it would look a bizarre turn of events for anyone south of the Queensland border, but for us up here in Queensland, it's just another day in Queensland racing. (laughs) How the hell this has happened is unbelievably bad. Now, I did read um, on the site the story that you put up just recently about um, how the steward noted that he'd completed his homework module, therefore he is now a senior jockey. (laughs) And he, and he handed in his homework on Thursday, and now he's a senior. So totally the, bizarre. So the dog didn't eat the homework, but the, what do they call it, the two? Study modules. Uh, the study modules. Well, mm. the story that Shay's talking about, um, AAP wrote a story about what was happening. We put that up on our site on justracing.com.au for all your latest information and opinion pieces. I've written an opinion piece underneath it, and I've entitled it Amateur Hour in Queensland. Um Alan Reardon, as good a bloke as he is, I just don't know what's doing up there. I've said that there's been a lot of things in Queensland racing that punters have questioned, but doesn't get a line in the straws. But I just don't understand the reasoning behind this. I have to say that we was always coming out on the 22nd. Well, why didn't you notify everyone, stewards? Why didn't you notify them? I say it again. Forget about – we're going to come to Bruce now to talk about the new RVL board, but surely um, what's the – the uh, racing minister up there, is she, is she the one with the, the same name at both ends, Grace Grace or something? Yeah, two Grace, Grace Grace, yep. <laughs> two Grace. <laughs> you can never have too much Grace, according to according to Seinfeld. Bruce, the Racing Victoria board announced there's going to be big sweeping changes yeah, in Victoria. Announced, uh, this morning by Martin Bakula, the very proactive, engaging racing minister that we have here in uh, Victoria. And as I think we've written many times on Just Racing and mentioned, that Brian Kruger, former CEO, head at uh, Toll Holdings, uh, he will be the new chairman, appointed for a four-year term. Most impressive. Uh, and look forward to his work. He's got a lot to do, a lot to work through with his new board, which includes Mike Hurst, the outgoing uh, chairman. He'll take the vice chairman's role. Michael Andrews stays on. Greg Nichols stays on. New blood, though, includes Rowan Craigie, of course, former CEO at uh, Crown and uh, a, love, uh, a, a, a man who loves his racing, as you well know, races uh, plenty of horses with uh, with Chris Waller over the journey. So this is, uh, as they say, is as independent a board as you can get. It's got a mix of uh, new blood and some uh, 
some good talent from the previous race in Victoria board, but uh, they'll have some issues to face. And one of those issues is this ongoing cobalt saga, which reared its head this week in a variety of means. New South Wales, of course, uh, announcing, uh, well, notifying trainers of uh, issues with um, cobalt in feeds and supplements and so on. And then the extraordinary step of Lindsay Park going public to say, no, nothing here, no problems here. We haven't got any positives to cobalt. Well, who was saying that they did have? Was it Peter Moody? He may have insinuated somebody. He didn't name anybody. So, you know, the Varasian Victoria stance is you could never get an elevated uh, reading for cobalt by anything other than injecting. And now it appears that we're getting elevated readings and Ronnie Quinton's got another one this week uh, from perhaps feed supplements. So, And Bruce, did, does it, what happens now when, when Racing Victoria's rhetoric was all the way along, you, you couldn't get it from supplements and, and feed. Now that it's proven that it is, where does it leave the Danny O'Brien, the Mark Cavanagh, I know uh, even the Peter Moody, where does it leave all these other trainers? Uh, well, the, the interesting, the difference between the two states was that Racing Victoria never notified or no, nominated cobalt as an issue. In fact, they said there's no issues at all with any swabs of 10,000 taken uh, since the original cobalt swab. So why were they making a statement anyway? Uh, getting back to the crux of that matter, well, the Court of Appeal is still waiting. I spoke to Damien Shields, their legal advisor this morning. Uh, there's no sign of... Um, any smoke signals coming out of uh, the Court of Appeal to announce a decision on this matter. Uh, Peter Moody, um, you know, he's been very vocal this week, saying that now they're notifying trainers of issues. Didn't happen to him. He said he was hung out and hung out to dry through, for three years. So, uh, look, right what interests me is uh, when the new board takes over, uh, whether they uh, go along the same lines, because it was uh, the appeal of Danny O'Brien and Mark Cavanagh was made the decision by the CEO of Racing Victoria, Giles Thompson, and whether uh, whether the new board back that up and continue or whether they uh, shut up shop. And I'll tell you what, that would nearly get uh, widespread uh, appeal uh, from well, the, the new board has to confirm Giles' appointment. Which the new board has to confirm his appointment, as they do, which the much-troubled racing.com situation, which um, if you want to uh, send yourself into some sort of uh, you know, deep sleep pattern through the day, just flick over there and watch the uh, watch the in-between races stuff. <laughs> right That's here, my confidence let's level, get stuck anyway. into finding a winner. Boys, I want to talk about the feature race. It's the million-dollar race. It's uh, I remember the Zoo Star win of it. Uh, Hugh Bowman made it his own in the early days. It's come a long way in such a short time. It's the Golden Rose. I'll come to you, Shane. Is Minari unbeatable? Well, unbeatable is probably a stretch. I, I think the fields are not not too bad, and the gate makes it interesting for Minari. I'd like to see Minari, you know, ridden very aggressively early and put himself right in the race and just get one off the fence outside the leader and blow them away and and show everyone the good horse that he is. Um, you know, I think it's just a, that little bit of a query of how the how the race plays out in the first four hundred meters. But uh, he looks the, he looks the clear best horse in the race, and, and I hope he can really put it to him. Well, I, I might be perfect, but I do a lot of speed maps for for several people here in Sydney. And Trapeze Artist, the stablemate to Minari, he's drawn fourteen of fourteen. It's got blinkers on. I'd be surprised if it wasn't uh, rushing 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 forward, not uh, Russian. Uh, and then you've got. Formality's got 13. I mentioned it'll press forward. Gold standards in 10's got to go forward. Yet the leader may well be Perest, who's drawn barrier five. Um, Minari could easily roll forward and then flum 1-1. I think if Minari just comes out, not aggressive like you said, Shane, but I, I think with the intent of rolling forward, it might flum a spot. I think if it gets one offer, it gets three deep with cover. I think where it might be too good. Them. I, I can't. Two. Where have you got it? Where have you got, Sorry? Where have you got Merchant Navy there from two? 
I, I, I think Mergent Navy sits, uh, uh, there was only 14 runners. I've got it sitting uh, no closer than eighth. I thought it would be about it's, ninth, it's tenth, back on the inside. It's start both times, uh, or first up and then... Well, I think there'll be enough speed. Whereas I think, I think it's uh, for me third pick. I've got Minari on top. I haven't got it as short as the even money. Uh, I got it around the seven to four quote. But then I've got uh, Gold Standard Mergent Navy, and I thought the race basically, I thought it finished there. I thought they were the three. I, I the second favourite in the betting, and I'll come to you, Shane, is Pariah. I, I can't see how Pariah can beat Minari unless something incredible happened because. It had the best run you've ever seen the other day, uh, and Minari blew it away. Yeah, it never looked like beating Minari last time, that's for sure. I mean, obviously, there's that little that uh, little you know step-up-in trip from 12 to 14, which you know you can sort of start making a case for Pariah of what sort of horse he is or what distance he prefers. But at the end of the day, Minari kicked his brains in fair and square. And like you say, it's going to take something extraordinary to happen to, for Pariah to turn the tables here. 100%. Uh, you, you sticking with uh, Minari, Bruce? We're all on the bandwagon. I, I, I tell you what, one quickly, one other interesting runner tomorrow on the Rose Hill card. I, I, I hope tomorrow, tomorrow's D-Day for a girl that we had so much rap on, and don't forget Ren's second, mind you, in the Golden Rose, is Oh My Sword. First up, nose on the ground. Um, its run was outstanding. The other day, the sectionals were against it. She went okay. In the Golden Pennant tomorrow, from a soft barrier, a little bit of tempo, I think it's D-Day for Oh My Sword, Bruce, to stand up and say, listen, I'm a well, that's horse. absolutely correct. But uh, do you think that will be happening? What's your view on that? Okay, I do, I do. I I think we might see the real uh, oh my sword. Uh, it's not my best of the day, but I think it'll be very hard. I think I think Chris Waller could have a big day or, or a bust tomorrow, and I think we'll know in the first. But let's go first to all the sunshine uh, up to Queensland, Ipswich, and look. I'm only uh, I was under, I was only born in the early seventies, Shane. But one of my favourite shows growing up as a young boy was a police drama set in the eighties called. Bergerac. <laughs> oh, I can probably say that a little bit before my time, Rich. When were you, when were you born in the 60s? I was in, I'm a 77 model. 70, oh, 70, oh, you're older than I thought you were. Uh, you wouldn't believe it. A mate of mine rented a property here in Sydney, boys, uh, and just got his keys. And we found out reading the – and it's over the harbour, mind you – reading the lease documents – it's actually one of Shane's investment properties over the Sydney Harbour. So things have been okay, eh, Shane? Yeah, no, things are going well. What was his first name, Rich? <laughs> Bergerac. Who? Oh, Jim. come on, give me a break. Jim. What? Jim Bergerac. Who? Jim. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jim. Oh, it's him. <laughs> I thought he must have just forgot, his parents forgot a letter. Shane, you're tipping Bergerac. I think it's in the in the in the last. It is isn't in it? the last, and we'll be patient to wait for the last. Look, I like um, I like to be on horses that are progressive types going through the grades as they get to these no metro win handicaps. Um, and this horse is really no exception. He gets into this down on the minimum with 54 kilos. Um, a tricky gate from 10, but he'll be able to settle midfield and come over the top of these and and win running away. I think he's. Um, his first three win, his first two wins this prep were really good, and then he went to a Saturday class mile race at Doombin where he he snagged back out of the gate and uh, settled last, and then rattled home to run third. Come come back off a little freshen up um, two weeks ago at the Sunshine Coast in a in a low class two race, and just tucked in behind and just blew them away late, throttled down at about the hundred and fifty. Um, Steve Trugay has got a very good record at producing these horses. Uh, a very smart trainer with a small team, and just everything points to him to be winning here on his way through his classes. 
Still around about five fifty six dollars available. I think it's just to get on this thing. I'm really, really keen it as keen as I've been in the last month. Uh, .com.au for the money man, Shane Chilio. The no Metro win handicap, 13.50. The lucky Lazarus, which race nine, number 12, Bergerac. Race nine, number 12, Bergerac. Um, any other uh, on the program, Shane, we can uh, mould into it? The first three favourites look winners. Are very short. You've got $1.65 about Snitchcraft. Snitchcraft. You've got $1.80 about Miss X Factor, which Jim Burnett. Isn't the form around Miss X Factor yeah. pretty handy? Yeah, he ran second to a to a reasonably performed horse first start in a race, which the winner was uh, Hootson. Um, yes. And then Shogun, then she beat Shogun Sun at her second race start. Who's um, exactly? Who's, who's not the worst chance in the Golden Rose of running top four? On, I agree on Saturday. Uh, so you got Miss X Factor around a dollar eighty, and then you got someday the uh, the nine year old Marvel who's just absolutely airborne here around that dollar ninety quote as well. So. Either of those three, you can multi into Bergerac, I think, and be confident you'd be going into the last race looking at a good collect. What about when they in, in, interviewed Desley Forster after Sunday one? Yeah, look, we thought it was a certainty. Uh, <laughs> thanks very much, champion. <laughs> thanks very much. As, as, you couldn't, you couldn't have uh, just said that before the race. I, I, I look, Desley Forster has been around a while and a good judge, and she may have thought that, but. I tell you what, I, I do get pedates when they interview a trainer when a thing wins at $50, $30. Yeah, look, we're pretty confident to win today. Um, Mate, the Queensland from $16. The Queensland trainers are just happy to get interviewed full stop before or post-race. <laughs> I should move to South Australia. <laughs> we had Sydney trainers that wouldn't get interviewed. Right out there, Shane Cheerleos. We'll come back to Shane in a moment, but it's, it's, it's the first three faves are very hard to beat, but a bit of value is $6 in the last. I can see it there with Unibet right now. Race 9, number 12, Bergerac. Snowy. We're heading to Caulfield. We're heading to Caulfield uh, tomorrow. Uh, the best of the day for the, uh, uh, the snowman. This is uh, not well named. It's called Sin to Win. Of course, it's not. We're talking race three here, number eleven, Sin to Win. Third run in goes bang here with the blinkers on for the first time for uh, Hayes. Hayes uh, Dabernick. Very backable around the uh, three sixty, three seventy mark at the moment. Sin to Win. It's the best of the day. But terrific day at Caulfield on on this on, on a big day for charity. Uh, this is the Melbourne Racing Club Foundation Day, and the only well, there was plenty of charities involved, including ours, Pinchapoo, but some of the charities for punters would like to get some winners on the day. That, and the big uh, sprue course of the day is going to be Brave Smash, who looked plain winning at Mooney Valley, but not very plain when you're winning your backham. So uh, I want to see him run up to that Vega Magic run before he gets to the uh, to the Everest. Looking forward to seeing him. But uh, he's dollar uh, sixty, dollar seventy chance in race eight. I thought couldn't take oh, it. He'll, he'll, he'll be. He might he might well win Brave Smash, but. I think a lot of people forget the day that he raced against uh, Vega Magic, who sat on the hot speed. It had 54 yeah, and Vega Magic um, at 60 and a half. He, he's he's good horse, this uh, brave Magic. Uh, we got the ticket into the uh, Melbourne, uh, into the Caulfield Cup here in race seven, the MRC Foundation Cup with all the charities. We're hoping Samovare gets the prize here because it'll uh, mean a good result for anything. It's got a great chance too. I love to profiles like Jamaica did last year, who won this race in the Caulfield Cup. The other good thing of the day I thought was in race eight. This is the uh, another Hayes Hayes Dabbing runner in Furick, who was absolutely um, 
slaughtered, can you say? Yep, last time out at, uh, at Caulfield. Just got into a horrible spot and the race missed out. But the best value all day, Rich, and a good mate of ours has got a share in this, uh, Jeff Dimery, a uh, horse called uh, Watch Me Spin. Race two, number four, Watch Me Spin. Seapoy Philly heading towards the Oaks. 1600 might be a shade short for it, but I love the way it attacked the line. Uh, off a slow tempo at Caulfield last time out. Uh, that was 1400 1600 will suit here. I think uh, $14, way over the odds. Well, I think you know. I'll come back in a moment. There's Bruce Clark's, and you can get Shane Churlio, the money man from Queensland, and also Bruce Clark's full preview on justracing.com.au. Well, boys, I can tell you that I think we might see a very, very good horse in the first race uh, at Rose Hill tomorrow, and it wouldn't surprise me if he goes the paddock after he tomorrow, but it wouldn't surprise me if he rocked up in a Coolmore, and he might be very, very good. His name's Perrette. He's owned by uh, the Divines and also Neville Morgan. Uh, and his wife, Jenny, uh, great friends up there in Queensland. They race sizzling. This is by Harbour Watch. Now, its debut win might have been only a Canterbury midweek. It was outstanding. The stables always had a good rap on it. Race one, number five at Rose Hill tomorrow, Perrette. I think it could be a star. Um, Whether he gets to a mile in his preparation next time, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was freshened up and end up in a Coolmore over the spring. I think this bloke's very good, and I think he can start us punters off to a flyer. Race one, number five, Perrette. Race one, number five. And then also, if you go through to race – I've got a few here. Race five, number five, Washington Heights. I can't believe it's black figures, and it's around the $3.10 mark because it didn't win by a big margin. It was in the wrong spot when it won last start. They rode it very close when it was able to beat Dawn Wall, who it meets again tomorrow, Dawn Wall. Um, I think Washington Heights is a far better horse when he's get out and run. I think at 1,500, he'll love it. Very keen on him. Race five, number five, Washington Heights for the stable that's absolutely firing Gerald Ryan. They are in white-hot form and flying. And, of course, um, I think I might sort of be hard to beat in the eighth. And Zumbelina, very shorter in the last at around the $2.50 uh, mark. Uh, I think it's outstanding. I think it'll win the last race, nine, number five, Zumbelina for the Chris Waller stable. Well, Shady Boy, Money Man, just recapping, your best at the day, good value, race nine, number 12, Bergerac, and then the first three favourites up there at Ipswich. Have a good day, brother, and let's hope you can buy another investment property over the Sydney Harbour next week. I'll, I'll make sure that I engage you to help me find one next time, mate. And, mate, next time I come to you, if you just... <laughs> Show just that, just that tad more excitement. I might even send up a, a couple of my on-stay uh, uh, comedy routines that you can watch prior to coming on. We, we might just get you up and about as a Victorian. Just, I was just far about. too relaxed up here sitting in the sunshine waiting for the call, mate. I apologise. Because you said that nice. I thought you were going to say you were just far with your left off the tee. Anyway, have a great weekend, Shane. I'll talk you to too, you mate. later. Brucey Clark, well done. Good luck again. Race three, number 11, Cinder Win. I was on it at Mooney Valley when it was run second. I wish I would have won that day. Race eight, Furyk, and race two, number four for your mate uh, being Watch Me Spin. And plenty more happening, of course, down there. Race in Victoria, the Cobalt. Thanks for keeping us up to date. There and go, the Tigers play GWS Giants. It'll be a cracking game, but I think the other game, Rich uh, Geelong will get um, belted um, Adelaide. by Adelaide. And I think in the Rugby League, Melbourne will beat Brisbane, and uh, I think the Roosters will beat the Cowboys. Just recapping my tips at Rose Hill Gardens. In the first, race one, number five, the best of the day, Perrette. I think it'll certainly uh, be winning. Race five, number five, Washington Heights. And in the last, Number five, race nine, number five, Zumbelina. Hope you enjoyed 
podcast of Get In The Queue. Check out all the latest racing information on justracing.com.au. Big promotions coming up over the Spring Carnival for all your latest in racing news. The best tipsters in the country, you check them out at justracing.com.au. Last time. See you, Bruce. See you, Shane. They're gone. Have a great weekend, everybody.